the rain falls coach yes sir it's coming down out there oh lord <laughs> listen everybody listen welcome to fan view live real fans talk sports only on new orleans talk network get subscribed to fan view live page if you're on facebook if you on Twitter, we at FanView Nola. If you're on Instagram, it's FanView Live. If you are on YouTube, it is FanView Live. Hit the subscribe button if you're on YouTube. Hit the like button if you're on Facebook, man. It's the best damn sports show on the goddamn internet. Tyler telling y'all. You did. You did. I'm that boy Fred. Coach Hurricane Hen back again, baby. You know what it is. They, he in the building, baby. He all in the building. Coach Hen is off vacation, baby. Yeah. Cruising in the Bahamas somewhere. <laughs> All wish. over the place. Looking fit over there. Strength and conditioning. Y'all see Coach Hurricane here. We see the followers. Your DM is about to go up, Coach Hen. It's better stay away. It better, DM better stay away. <laughs> Don't mention, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm married. Married man. Ladies, stay away. Stay put. Stay parked. <laughs> but they coming, Coach Hen. I see y'all physical physique. You're getting all nice and toned over there. It, you know, it, I, I, I attribute it to the little Debbie diet. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, little, De- little Debbie's ain't never done me wrong since I was little. You know, a little zebra cake. You know, pull up every now and then. Right, it's always good for the body. That's you know, a little Swiss roll um squats is always good for the soul, baby. There it is. Well, y'all already know what it is, man. We got so much to get into for this episode of FanView Live. Um, we got a tied series, baby, in the NBA Finals. We got two, two. If y'all, if y'all was paying attention to the. To the introduction, I had a little prediction there, and obviously I'm a little off coaching. I was at a point where I thought game four the Suns was gonna steal the game. I was wrong. The Bucks tied the series 2-2. We gotta talk about that. We gotta talk recapping the game. And obviously, we're gonna be talking about the Pelicans new hire head coach. And don't forget to tune in, y'all. My the legend will be on this show, you know, today. Um the sports legend down here in Louisiana, the CEO of Crested City Sports, Ken Trahan, will be calling in today to talk sports. Big time. Yes, sir. Big time. But before we get into that, Coach Chen, the Bucks go up 2-2 last night, the tie of the series. What's your take on game four of last night in BS Finals? Uh, to be honest, it's going like I thought it was going to go. Um... The Bucks are a great home team. Yeah, um, they people don't show up on the road. Just it seems like it's always just one person that shows up on a on the road, and um, it, it, it it's going true to form. I, I think the, um, Game Four was honestly the best game of the series so far. I agree. Um, it came. It you know Chris Paul had his worst um game. Yeah. Um, Giannis outside of the block, you know he had a quiet twenty points. He had a quiet twenty points. I think it, um, uh, the Bucks role players stepped up, but still, you still needed Chris Middleton to drop forty for you to have a chance to win. That's that that shows me the outcome of this series. Right. Furthermore, like I still believe that the Suns are going to win the series because uh, you're not going to get another performance like this out of Chris Paul. Even oh, if yeah. if you do, you're not going to get three. You're not going to get two more to where you win the series. Correct. Um. Files was a big issue. Um, you had Milwaukee had fourteen. Um, the 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 Suns had twenty four. That was that was that was huge. Um, Correct. The the Suns had four guys in double figures. The Bucks had five. Uh, so it wasn't that much. Was it um, 
that uh, a big turn, but the biggest issue was Chris Paul only having ten points. Ten points. Um, DeAndre Ayton and not five touching, turnovers. You know what I'm saying? Not having twenty. Uh, what she's been doing night in, night Ouch. out from since game one of of the regular um, since the playoffs. Yeah, since the playoffs started. Um, thank you. And um, so it, it um, I don't. The only thing I've seen was Coach Boucher did was he took the ball out of Giannis' hand and let um, Middleton bring the ball up more. That seems to have been helping them. But even, like, the Suns cut off to that. That that was the biggest change in game three. Right. Game four, they tried the same thing. And he just played out of his mind. But it took 40 points for him to even, for them to be in the realm. In the realm. You know, Drew is, I don't know what's going on, but um, he... It, it just, it just, it just—it's a weird, funky series, honestly. But now, let's if Chris Middleton, I would change my tone if Chris Middleton could give you that in Phoenix, which he's this whole playoffs he showed you that he cannot do it on the, the opponent's home court. He's been doing it on his on his um court. So uh, that's a big that's a big question mark. So uh, the Bucks in six. You know, like I tell you what, one thing I do love. About Milwaukee, I love their home crowd. They remind me of the Saints when we when we're up and ro- ro- rolling. Yeah. Um. So, um, I think that's the only thing that that gives them an inch of hope. Well, I would give the Milwaukee home crowd has been dominant. Um, not to say that anybody else home crowd has not been, you know, fascinated by any regard. But when you look at what the Bucks home crowd has done. Man, they they are electric. They're out there. They you, 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 you hear how quiet they get when it's time for Giannis to shoot a free throw. It's like a pin drop in there. Um, they have been a factor in this series. Um, but overall, like I like I recently said when the um in the introduction, I thought Chris Paul coming off that game one performance of thirty two points, I naturally thought that his performance would start to decline. I didn't think he would have a ten point game and five turnovers in the NBA Finals. But he did. I knew he could not withstand and keep at a level of 30 points. Points, You know, game one, he had over 10 assists and only had two turnovers. You know what I mean? I just knew that Chris Paul was not going to be able to keep that level of pace. And that, and if we, people don't know, if you're sitting here watching uh, what Chris Paul ended up having um, for the series, if he, let me see something here. I had it pulled up. Um, Chris Paul ended up even in the series now. Game one, 32 points. Two turnovers, nine. Um, he had nine assists. Game two, 23 points, six turnovers, eight assists. Game three, 19 points, four turnovers, nine assists. Last night, 10 points, five turnovers, seven assists. The, the points production has dropped each and every game. Uh, I still have the Phoenix Suns winning this series in six, but Chris Paul does have to step up his level of play in terms of his points. I would say this. I don't want him to force the issue. I think Agreed. so this to to me, this was a good sign because game one Booker didn't play that well. Correct. Game two Booker didn't play that well. And I've been i I've been telling people this like for for a while. Like this is his this is the farthest this kid has been, been in his career. And since he stepped foot in NBA since like in his basketball career, you gotta think. He he he's from he's from the, the coast of Mississippi. Basketball ends in high school. Most cases, February. 
Yeah. February. Okay. If your name ain't Monte Ellis. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you, well, no, no, but like, but that's the championship. Right. That's the, you know what I'm saying? Well, February, because like Mississippi starts like two weeks before Louisiana in sports. Gotcha. So, um, and then, you know, Kentucky, March Madness. All right. Well, you know, he he didn't win the, he didn't win the cha- championship there. Right. You know what I'm He's so, a six man in, on Kentucky team. Yeah. So so now you get to the league. Well, he's always they fighting for the first round pick, the number one overall pick every year. And then this, then they go to the last year. You know, with Monty Williams, they get in the bubble. They get in the bubble. Okay. Um, had it not been for COVID, who knows where that season would have would have went? But he still would have been out early. So now he, this is his longest. He's he's used to training right about now. Correct. So when so now like. The good sign for me was like, all right, he got his mojo back. So now you got a forty point him. All right, get Andre back into the um, DeAndre Ayton back into the series. You know, you know he had some bad fouls called against him. Agreed. Um, he's and then well, this was one people don't understand. They're still young. Correct. You know they still nineteen twenty. You know what I'm saying they they you know this is this is their first bit of adversity. In real life. In real life. This has real life implications on them, you know. And so working through that, getting the getting the time to come back and shake shake off of that. And then um you gotta get something else. It can't be just Cameron Payne. Jay Crowder gotta give you something. Um I don't know if it if it if, if you gotta put Kaminsky out there or somebody, but you know, get get some get some cheap points somewhere else. That nobody's expected from, and I think it blows out because Pat Pat Connor is not going to have another fifteen point game. I'm sorry, Brooke Lopez <laughs> is showing you what Brooke look like. They give right. Brooke Lopez the old Rondo treatment. If you're going to take that, you're going to take it, take it, take it, take it. You know what I'm saying? You're going to have to hit three of them for us to start even trying to respect you out there. Um, so you know, and Drew Drew has been struggling. So, but you know, we've never seen Chris Paul. Have back to back bad games. Yes, it might not show up on a point point. Of, like he might have a bad point game, and then turn right around, not force the issue, but set up the offense so well that everybody else is flowing, and you forget that he doesn't have five points yet. Right. You know, it, I you know it's different ways to be super effective. Too effective. It just. Uh, I want to read what um, Beth Matlock says. What what the heck happened to CP3 last night? Maybe the worst game he's had in his career. Uh, game, they always say the cliche is that the series hasn't started until another team steals a game on somebody else's home floor. Correct. And to me, last night, that it was Phoenix game to steal. Um, to me, in the in the fourth quarter, there was some inconsistent officiating. I think Devin Booker should have been fouled out with three minutes left in the game. I think he fouled Drew Holiday. They didn't call that foul. He was on his fifth foul, you know, and he, and he had a chance to finish the game. They did have some other knickknack fouls that I think the one on PJ Tucker when they he fouled Crowder and Crowder shot free three. But I didn't think PJ Tucker really fouled him. But I understand it's the NBA Finals. Uh, Phoenix had a game to steal last night in. They allowed that game to go away with their bad ball security, bad ball protection in the fourth quarter. They had a, to me, they just they just had a bad second half, and it goes to the point where again, I know Phoenix has the home field advantage, and yes, 
they get a, they're gonna get the last two games, this this last two out of three, on their home floor. But at some point in time, when you give a team like Milwaukee that kind of confidence, you know, they feel like at some point in time they can go ahead and steal the game. So going into game five is going to be very, very important because, again, nobody has won on somebody's home floor. But I do think if Milwaukee get a chance to get up in this series, I do think they could win one in Phoenix. That's just me. Uh, this is what I say. Um, like, if, if the Bucks do win this series, um, this will be the game that everybody comes back to. But it won't be – for the reasons people think, we don't have to talk about the block, baby. The block on the alley, you, baby. It's to, the highlight, to, baby. To me, uh, to, like it's a play. Like, like, <laughs> see, like, like, to me, unlike football, where like, all right, you stop this kid on, you stop them on fourth and one. Right. You got the ball back. You, you like you now you you ate up some more time. The flip flip position, like. It, basketball is a possession by possession game, and the possessions like you can have constant changes. You can have three possessions in a minute, right? You know, like I'm talking about two team has one, one. You know, what I'm saying like in a minute. So like it was was it it was a a morale play. Though I'm not go, I'm not gonna sit there and be blind to the fact of that it was right. a good morale play. But what I'm saying is, this is and people gonna go against me as bad as Chris Paul was playing at night. I would have took Chris Paul out and put, put campaign in and say play ball. Play ball. Could you cause at that point, at the point of the block, all right, it right. was a two point game. Right. Chris Paul had already just turned the pair. He before that he had just turned the turned ball, the ball over. over. <laughs> you know, for his sixth turnover that, that game. So and, and you had a timeout. Could you imagine like just in certain campaign in that situation? Cause like because the Bucks are like everybody else. They they watching CP3 like all right what he gonna do, like how so now you draw a wrench and they plan wait he ain't coming out, so now you got a kid look I'm just out my job is to energize him right and I'm fearless I'm getting to the goal you got people on your team that you're counting on that's already in foul trouble right you know so and then I I think another undisclosed thing that's going on in this series that people are not really paying attention to when Devin Booker was drafted. P.J. Tucker was on the team. Yeah. P.J. Tucker is a vet that goes quietly alone that nobody really talks about. And this is I'm, – I'm happy for P.J. Tucker in this sense of he's done it the right way, you know, and now that he's in the finals, people can actually see him see him. Right. You know, but he had to battle against Booker – In practice. In practice for two years. He knows his moves. That's why you see him as the primary defender on him most of the time. Like I'm, cause, cause it's it's like, it's like playing. It's like if you if you got a nephew that's good, but you don't you the uncle that showed him all the stuff. Right. It's gonna be like even if you by this time your nephew younger he got more he he got younger legs you know he get up high you can't do half the stuff that you used to do. Yeah, he gonna put up some points, but when in if you playing twenty one with your nephew, you know how to stop him from getting game. Right, and that's what's going on right here. I think I I do think this, and I watched the full quarter again. I just think Devin Booker was burnt, even yeah. though his performance, I'm like he looked burnt. He looks like at a point where he's out of gas because and he had kind of like Jimmy Butler did in the bubble when he, at, at toward the end of the, that series. He like he just looked out of gas. Well, well, here's the reason why. Butler 
was the only sense of offense outside of Hero. Hero um, and, and, um, and I think what they had Gordon Dragic or, or not Duncan Gordon, Robinson. Duncan Robinson, um, go, going forward, and and because Bam was hurt, um, and so he had to carry. This was the first game that he was the Suns off, All, like only off, only offense for for the whole game. And you're playing in the finals, and you're playing against a team that loves to get out in transition. Right. So you you and you and here's the thing: you're a jump shooter. Everything that you do is jump shoot. Like you, you that's that's what it is. So your his legs are probably gone. Yeah, I just look, I looked at the full court, and I'm just like, listen, he looks burnt. And and he looks tired, and he looks, you know, worn. And this is where, you know, and I say again, CP3 had, didn't have that performance that he needed to have to try to steal the game. Because they, if they had stole last night game and to go up 3-1, they know they have two additional home games. Not to say that you could take your foot off the gas by any means. Yeah. But you have two other home games where, listen, if I lose a game five, you still got two more additional home games. Last night was could be what those one of those called those one of those momentum swinging games. Yeah, where it, going up three one is, is is huge. But I tell you, I tell you this too: if I'm the Suns, I'm not worried. Simply because Milton, you got to prove you could get forty points. You got to do, my, you gotta, yeah, yeah. You got to prove that you could do that. You got to prove that you could do it on the road. We lost by three points. No, well, four points. With you having forty, Giannis having twenty. That's just sixty points. And our best two, our other two guys combined, you know, we had one guy have 40. Our other two guys combined didn't get 20. Right. So you got to prove to me you're going to get 40 in Phoenix. So the question is, do you think the Bucks finds a way to win this series? You still got Phoenix winning this series. No, nah, I still got I, – I, I honestly think Phoenix in six. Phoenix in six. Listen, my narrative ain't changing, baby. I started off with Phoenix 6 6. I'm not changing a thing. Even though they let me down last night, it's not changing. I still got the Phoenix Suns in six. I know what a lot of y'all thinking out there. You got Giannis. You got a two time MVP to leave. Defensive player of the year. Some people on the internet believe Chris Middleton is the first option. I don't know where y'all been at in life, but he got to go still prove that. But I still have the Phoenix Suns coming up big. And winning this the next two games. That's just what that's just my that's the way I see it. I think they let one get away, but I don't think they let, they'll let the next two games get away. I got Phoenix and six shots. Y'all, if y'all are fan of your live on Facebook, what y'all think? That's how I feel. And this is this is the other thing. There's nobody I fear like in this series in a closeout game more than I fear Chris Paul. Agreed. In regards to last night, I still fear that he can still get to the elbow, he can do the high screen and roll and get to his spot. I agree. Now, again, it wasn't a great performance from him in these two road games, but I think the guy that caliber eventually turns around in this series. Not to take away nothing for – I think Giannis has had a heck of a series. I think another – thing, another thing I would say before we switch and move on, I had DeAndre Ayton winning the MVP of the finals. Obviously, last night he had his worst performance as a score. Still had 17 rebounds. I think – once they start to figure getting back to him, getting him easy points that he was getting and getting him more incremented in what they want to do in the high screen role and get him more involved, I still think that the Phoenix Suns come up big. And that's just how I see it. I just think that at some point in time, they're going to get, they had two road games in Milwaukee, had a great home crowd, and they came out energetic. 
and they did what they had to do. But I think it's all over now that the Phoenix Suns go out there and take the next two games. And I think DeAndre Aiden gets the MVP. But that's just me. I doubt it. It's going to Chris Paul. CP3? No, Chris Paul. Ooh. We'll see. Now, moving on. The Pelicans finally make a high, coaching. They finally make that decision. Do all their research. Do all their investigating, looking for a coach. They finally make the hire in the assistant from the Phoenix Suns in Willie Green. A former player when they were the Pel- I think when they were when the Hornets. Mm-hmm. Willie Green now is the next K coach for the for the New Orleans Pelicans. What's your position about Willie Green getting the job? Now before 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 I give my take on it real quick, I just want to let um our fans out there know that um this segment might get like split in two. So yes. because um we have an interview scheduled. Schedule, um, yes. That's supposed to be coming around. So don't so just bear with us, good people of Fanview Nation. Thank you. Okay. Now with that being said, this is what I was asking for. I was asking for like two weeks ago, I asked for a young coach. Coach. Young coach, look, look, uh, like as a coach, as a coach myself, I tell you the hardest thing. Like you will always know more than the players. You will always know more than the players. I don't, have, I don't care how great Michael Jordan is. Phil Jackson knew more than him. Great, um, great, great LeBron is. His coaches knew more than him. I don't, I don't care how great Kobe was. Phil knew more than him. Facts. The the best thing about, well, the hardest thing about coaching is. Can your kids buy into you? The, some of the hardest things is when you sitting out there and you're 2019, something like that, and you sitting there looking at like a 60, 70-year-old who's talking about, hey, we about to run in the zone. I'm not buying that. Right. That that, that doesn't get me hyped. Right. That doesn't. You know that doesn't show like I don't, I'm I'm not I'm not feeling I'm gonna go out there and do what I gotta do but like if you call a play in the, in the motion I'm I'm gonna do it but in the back of my mind I'm second guessing it right. whereas you get somebody that that the kids can relate to and even if it's a bad call even if it's a bad play call man look we gonna run this but they double teaming at the top man we gonna run this we gonna run this pick right here it's gonna open up right there. all right coach let's do it they gonna run it they gonna they gonna run it. prime example Monty Williams. With the alley oop to eight, right? It was a was it a good call? Not really, but it was the only call, and it was a good. It was a it turned into a great call because of the end result. The end result, the execution of it. Yep. You know, so I, I'm 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 real happy um um for really somebody who he doesn't have to come in and learn the area he played here. Right. He doesn't have to prove his work. All the co- all the young guys on his team already know him, right? Because he was one of the, co- and this is this is some of the stuff that, that that people don't learn. So he was one of the coaches at they con- combine. He was one of the co- he was one on the staff for the the under eight whatever they call the US eighteen that don't play nobody. They just kind of play they play right. you know play play like go through the camps and stuff for themselves. He was he he's a fixture there. So. Um, I think it's a good move bringing in youth. Correct. And you get uh, a good opportunity. Prime example, when LSU won last um, the championship two years ago, look at what they brought in. They brought a young offensive, um, young pass game coordinator. Correct. And, and, a young, and a young quarterback coach. It blew up. What Ed done this year, 
young linebacker coach, young DC, young offense coordinator, young quarterback coach. You know what I'm saying? Like moving Isminger up to like, hey, hey, let's take the people that the kids have to see and make them more relatable to them. Correct. Because and on the college level, who relates more? The kids still talk to their high school coaches. Correct. They still you know, relate so, to that. Yeah. So to me, when they look at when a, when Zion looks at a Willie Green, it's the same as looking at John Schneider or Nolan Smith no, when he was at Duke. Correct. Um, Jason uh, Jackson Haynes is the same as looking at Shaka Smart, somebody who's kind of the same age. Like, okay, I can buy it. You can get the most out of me now. Right. That's how I feel about it. I, I like the hire. Um, Willie Green was also in Golden State during that time and tenure when when they acquired Kevin Durant. Um, so he's been around big personalities. He's been around superstars. He's been in the in the locker room with guys of that caliber who you know made the brand and made the name for themselves. And he's been around winning. Phoenix is in the NBA Finals. They are winning. Golden State when he was there as an assistant, they were winning. All those things, when you hire a young coach who's been around winning, can be infectious. Uh, I like the fact that he has two young stars in Zion Williamson and Brandon Ingram. Um, I do, I think he's going to have some troubles early on. And when I, and the one thing I do see about this, and I think that it's, it's a gift and a curse to somebody who took this job. What I think that is that he's not going to have the time to really establishes, I think, what he could be as an identity as a coach because he's in a win-now situation. You have Zion Williamson. You have Brandon Ingram. So the 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 market and the fan base is expecting this team to get to postseason basketball. It's not like when Monty got hired to the Pelicans and Chris Paul was here. They knew Monty was going to need a few years. You know, this is not Willie Green's case. He's coming to a team where Brandon Ingram has established himself as an all-star caliber player. Zion Williamson has this polarizing box office, you know, attraction, type, right? Type of demeanor. Right, type of demeanor, right. right? So everybody now is around his team. And, you know, whether you keep Lonzo Ball, you don't know, right? But you got this attraction, and now whoever's high kind of has to win. It's not like, how do you build a culture? How do you build a foundation? How do we build an identity? He's kind of hired to come in and win. I think they're going to buy into what Willie Green wants to because he's been around winning. But I don't like the situation he's been coming in. It's not like Steven Silas with the Houston job. You know that's going to be a three- or four-year project. You know what I mean? Harton's out of here. This is a young team. You got to draft some players and kind of develop and kind of mold your organization. Not the same case. So that's the only thing I see. I do see about it, and I'm like, uh, you know, I hope he can come in and help the team win and lead immediately in addition to helping guys buy in to what he is as a coach because he's kind of on the clock to do both at the same time versus when you hire a veteran coach. Like, let's say, for example, um, Nate McMillan has had a couple of head coaching jobs, right? Let's say right. – Guys, no, obviously he's on. He's staying in Atlanta, but just using him as my example. If he was hired to brought in here, he could kind of come in and, and know that. Okay, I know I got to win immediately. Let me kind of get things going because I've been the head coach once or twice. This is Willie Green's first ground. Sometimes that can be damaging to a coach if it doesn't work. But I, and, and on the flip side, of that is at the front office, Trajan Landon, Daniel Griffin. Yeah, they have to put themselves in positions to do that. I agree. 
Yeah. I, 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 I would agree with that 1,000%. They got to put themselves in position to get that done because they got to put him in the best position to succeed. It's not just hiring the coach, but you got to put the right staff with him so he can be successful, so he can succeed. Um, I'm not saying they didn't do that with Stan Van Gundy. I just think Stan Van Gundy was just never the right hire. I just knew they had to fire Elvin Gentry. Agreed. That's just how I look at that one. Um, but I'm I'm excited for it. I'm happy the search is over. In terms of the Pelicans looking for a head coach, I think it was just going on a little too long. Um, knowing that you have the kind of caliber players that you have, and but I'm happy the search is over. I'm happy they got a guy. They got who what people would say who they wanted, and now we can proceed and move forward. Oh, I know we were kind of waiting on right now, waiting on our guests to get logged in. Um, I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited to talk to Ken. I, 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 I'm I, ecstatic. I'm like, sometimes I don't, I don't get jitters. but <laughs> it, it, it's, it's big time. It's because, big time. Because it's, you're talking to a Hall of Famer. Um, you talk to, you you know, talk to a Hall of Famer who's an all around good guy. Um, most media people who, who, who have the stature of Ken are kind of buttholes, but not Ken. Like he's always, you know, out there ready, you know, will talk to anybody if, if, you know, and give anybody advice. So that's, that's what makes this like the perfect storm. Right. Pun intended. As, as as outside says, as it's storm, it's just storming outside. <laughs> as it's storming outside, yes, it's it's a perfect storm. Um, uh, I'm just excited. I, I got little jitters, you know. When you find talk to somebody who's a legend, um, in, in sports reporting down here in Louisiana, man, from the high school level to talking, you know, pro football, you know, to talking college football, just this man, you, you know, you never know, you know. And so sometimes I'm just, I have my own little jitters. You know, because I'm excited to, you know, hear from him and, and speak with him and, you know, have him on FanView Live, man. This is what the show is all about, baby. Yeah. It's about applying pressure, baby. It's all about having a conversation. It's about having the discussions. And who's a better fan than Ken Trahan? That's all I want to say. The, the man is in, he, he's in everything. No matter, yes. No matter, no matter what, no matter what you, 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 you about, he's a better, look, he's a, he's a, he's a reason why I knew Todd Cook was bad. Exactly, and I didn't even know that he was my favorite player. He 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 killed he killed my dreams. I knew I knew he was I knew I thought Todd Cook was the man. He's bad. And, dot com. He's part of the burn unit. And then and then they had Ken Trahan on 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 a, on, a, on a radio interview, and he was like, "We got to get rid of Todd Cook." I was like, "What we doing, Ken? What we doing? Cause I love he, I love Todd." Yeah, yeah, because he bad. <laughs> bad. dot com. When that forty one looking like looking ridiculous, can't cover a soul. Part of the burn unit. Him, Alex Molden, Kevin Mathis, Fred Weaver. But, but the, I didn't know football like I know it now. <laughs> okay. Kenny, right. give give the okay sign if, if if you're ready. He's good. He's good. Can't trade hand. How you doing? Finding yourself. How you coming, Ken? Busy getting ready to tape a TV show, but doing great. It's it's a pleasure to be with you guys. Really appreciate you having me. Man, man, look, we really appreciate, we appreciate you having coming you. on. Like, the, you a Hall of Famer here? Like, we, 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 we miss the greatness. I'm just a just a lucky local getting a chance to do things. That's all. I'm very appreciative, very blessed, and very thankful. Well, well listen, man, we we great to have you on live on Ken Trahan, man. Listen, 
this legend in sports reporting down here in Louisiana. If y'all don't know, if y'all not on, you know, Twitter, YouTube, anything else, listen, I don't know what yeah, y'all in the rock. I can't I can't help you. You know, but Ken, I do have I'ma start it off. Yeah. I, I do have a question for you. Okay. Um we're heading into training camp with with the Saints. You know, mm-hmm. t- talk about, you know, the training camp back. Who you think is gonna be having the reps for the first quarterback position for the Saints. Obviously, there's a big talk between Taysom Hill and, and Jameis Winston, but obviously a lot of people just forgot that we drafted a quarterback in the fourth round and Ian Book out of Notre Dame. Talk about the quarterback battle going into training camp and kind of seeing what your position is about that battle. Yeah, Jameis Winston will get the first snaps. I feel pretty certain about that, and I think he'll be the guy. I do think Taysom Hill will continue in his role I also think his role might be expanded a little bit. He may take a few more snaps on the offensive side of the ball to give people more problems to deal with in preparation. Look, I I think this is real simple. Uh, Winston's got five years. He started a lot of games. Despite the mistakes, he's had success. He can play. It's a matter of whether the staff can refine him enough to make him that player that everyone envisioned he would be. With Taysom Hill, He did an admirable job. I think that's the right word Mm -hmm. in the four games he played last year. I don't think we'd be having this conversation if Hill went 4-0 and he played really well. But he went 3-1 and and he played okay. Okay. He played really good in one game, bad in one game, average in another, and the other was a throwaway against Denver. So I think he had every chance to step up and seize it last year. And it's not his fault. He hadn't played before in a league, right? Right. But the fact of the matter is I think he's capable – of making plays. He's obviously incredibly athletic, but his value to this team is extreme in so many different areas. And if he's your main guy, then you've got to go all in on changing your offense and doing everything differently because he's a different dude. Yes, Jameis Winston will throw him more downfield than Breeze did, but you can do a lot of things similarly with Jameis Winston, who is a traditional quarterback. He's not going to run around. He's a pocket passer. So you don't have to change much in that regard if it's Jameis Winston. Okay, kid. So my next question would be like it would be tailored toward the Saints as well. So with the Richard Sherman incident, knowing that like he was kind of a free agent target for us, do we want to still pursue that, or do we want to go in a free agent spot of need like wide receiver? Because opposite of Michael Thomas, you know we had to we had to lose Emmanuel Sanders because of the cap space, but we don't have a, a proven number two yet to kind of help spread this offense like Sean Payton like to do in the past. Yeah, I think with the latest development regarding Sherman, that probably puts him on the back burner at the very best, if not out of the picture completely. Right. Clearly, you're innocent until proven guilty, but you got to let due process take its course. And do you really have time to deal with that right now with training camp beckoning? I don't know that you do. I do think they really need another corner. I'd like to see them get one. I don't know that they will be able to. Janoris Jenkins is a significant loss. He's a good player. Right. And look, Adebo is the he's look, he's a young man that has the length. He's intelligent, comes from a good program, but he didn't play last year. How much of a contributor that will be to his development or lack of development, I'm not sure. We'll have to wait and see. But clearly they're going to have to depend on him to play because otherwise we know what you're talking about behind those guys. Certainly, Marcus Williams coming back at safety uh, under the tag is important, and they made that decision based upon the need, the fact that he's a good, not outstanding, but a good player, mm-hmm. and they had to make a money decision between him and Hendrickson, and Hendrickson had a really good year. A dominant and year. He's a really good player, but they're looking at the fact we've got Cam, we've got Davenport, 
We've drafted Peyton, Peyton, and we've also got Granderson. Whereas at safety, if you don't have Marcus Williams, what do you have? So right. they made that decision, I think, based on money. And I do think a corner would be good. As far as wide receivers concerned, look, I have the same concerns that you do. Uh, we have to ask ourselves, is Deontay Harris going to get more snaps with his field stretching ability? You have to wonder about Traquan Smith and whether or not he truly can be a number two guy in this league. This is his put up or shut up year, just like it is for Davenport. Right. Callaway, how good a player can he be? Uh, they like his size and ability. And then, of course, you, you talk about receivers, you move to tight end with Troutman. How good can he be? They invested in him. And Jawan Johnson, he's moving as a hybrid guy from wide receiver to tight end. So, look, there, there's question marks there. There's no question about it. Now, I, I want to stand on things before I go anywhere else. Demarcus Williams, I know that the franchise tag deadline is coming up due. I think it's, I think it's actually here. Do you think mm -hmm. there's an extension that's going to happen there, or do you think that he just signs a one-year deal and he plays out his season? I think they're trying to extend him. I think they'd like to extend him. And I think they like him well enough. I thought he had his best season last year. Look, and we all know uh, he couldn't tackle <laughs> prior to last year. The numbers, the numbers, the numbers didn't lie. Uh, what we saw with the naked eye didn't lie. But last year, he missed fewer tackles than like 80% of the safeties in the NFL. So he improved dramatically in that regard. And is he a little late sometimes getting to the ball? Yes, but the yes. numbers would also suggest that he finds the ball. Right, and right. he's a ball hog based upon the interceptions and passes defense. So – Look, those guys are hard to find. Is he top of the line in the league at his position? No. No. But is he a solid, uh, pretty good player? Absolutely. And that's the last line of defense. So you've got to have a guy back there that's A, intelligent, B, can read on the run, and C, make plays. And, and that's not an easy thing to do. But, look, this guy, is, he's a pretty good player, and he's young. And I do think they will try to get him signed long term. Now, now, Ken, I know you have a, uh, another engagement, so whenever we cut any close for you, just, yeah. just, just, just let us know. Well, I'm going to shift gears uh, for you real quick and um, ask about, you know, the high school scope of days. For those of y'all who don't know, yeah. I don't know how you not know, nope. but not Ken, Ken is not also just a pro reporter. He's also He also founded... Um, Crush City Sports was kind of tailor-made to all of the high school sports, which I'm very, very proud of as a high school coach myself. Now, the quality of the quarterbacks that's been coming up in these in this past couple of years, because um, I know when I was in high school, you know, we had we had um, L. Page before before it was um, Peyton, then of course Eli, um, Major Applewhite, and then and Ryan Perlou. And then, and then it was like a drop off, you know. And then now I, it seems like out of nowhere, you know, you get Ketone, and then it just Walker Howard and all the stuff, and it just like just shot shot up. What do you think is like the biggest, you know, contributor to that to, to our quarterbacks now being recruited on a national level, not just in house? Well, I think it's coaching, and I also think it's offense and style and what people are choosing to do now because a lot of people are choosing to run spread offenses. A lot of people are throwing in a lot of pro principles, a lot of read about a, read, a lot of read option things, a lot of things that you're going to see at the college level and on the professional level. And they're learning this early on. And I think it's been beneficial to them. When you look at what you're looking at this year, we've got a bunch of guys. You mentioned Walker Howard. He's pretty good. Uh, AJ Samuel at Carr is a really good player. Mm, right. Everybody knows about the Arch Manning kid. He's a junior Correct. and Newman. He's a good player. The, the Riviere, Jack LaRiviere, a Jesuit, good player. There's, I could name about seven or eight right now that are definitely going to play at the next level, and that's a pretty significant number for that particular position. But I do think it's because of style. 
number one in coaching. I think they're better qualified guys to teach kids the nuances of what they're going to be doing at the college and pro level. Everybody's going RPOs at that level. Everybody's going pro style. Of course, you want a dual threat guy if you can have one. But if you have that pocket passer, the TJ Finley style, you've got a real talent as well and a guy that can definitely play at a high level. So, look, it's a combination of things. I think they're in a pretty good position right now with the kind of players we have in the state, largely because of what I referenced. I think the coaching's pretty good. But I also think that these kids are getting indoctrinated into those styles a little bit earlier than we've seen in the past. Now, Ken, I also want to stay on the high school level. Um, mm-hmm. I do want to talk about, you know, possibly who could be Mr. Louisiana this year. Man, you got Walker Howard. You got Shaz mm-hmm. Preston. We got Le'Veon Moss out of Strumer. I mean, they got some kids coming out this <laughs> this 2022 class. Um, talk about, you know, some of the kids that's going to be big time the upcoming senior year. Who you think possibly be Mr. Louisiana for the state? Well, the guys you mentioned are all there. I'm going to coach Walker Howard, <laughs> big time program, and a state championship program and an offense where he's going to throw the ball a lot is certainly going to help him. St. Thomas Moore did graduate a lot of seniors last year, though, so I'm not sure if they'll be as good, but they'll be they'll be very good, I'm quite sure. You know, Aaron Anderson at Carr is a tremendous receiver. He is strong, physical, good hands. I don't care if he's 5'10". He's really good. He's really good. And, I mean, I thought, with all due respect to Destin, I thought Aaron might have been their best player last year on the outside. So, really like him. And then, you know, when you think about others here on the – even locally, Brother Martin Kidd, Garrett Mamahat's a really good quarterback. He's a four-year star. He's going to be good, uh, no question. When you play that long in a program, you're going to be a good player. That goes without saying. Right. But there are others. I mean, look uh, – Austin Jackson transferred from Brother Martin to North Shore. He's a really good wide receiver, elite-type talent, guy that can run smooth, can catch the ball. How it happens transferring to another program with one year left remains to be seen, but he's a very good player too. And I could go on, I could name a whole bunch of guys, but I think you're on the right track with some of the guys you've mentioned previously because uh, those are clearly guys that I would have pointed to as well. It's a big-time talent, man. I mean, we got – Jacoby Matthews, who's going to be LSU and playing defense, you know he probably be playing both sides of the ball over that Ponchatoula. Yeah. Man, we got some kids in this class. I mean, I'll, I'm not trying to put it up there with the class from a few years back with the John Emery's and um, uh, Ismail Sopshas. And, you know, I'm not trying to put it this class with that class, but this class got yeah. some talent. No doubt about it. And, you know, again, when you talk about the – players of course you know when you talk about linemen they're not going to be mr louisiana because they're linemen linemen. but you got really good kids up front as well on both sides of the ball that i think are awfully good so yeah look i mean it's it's an it's going to be a really good year you know on a local front uh it starts with Carr. uh they've got quite a few players back uh they tasted defeat in the championship game last year that stung they don't like that very much and i think they're going to react to it very well frankly it was kind of a, a really weird year we didn't have any champions from the new Orleans area in football last year, which is highly unusual. De La Salle, Lyon Manali moved on to Jesuit, but they got a ton of talent back, really good. And Graham Jarrett stepping in, coming over from Rummel, and he'll do a really good job with that program. Curtis is always Curtis. They'll be good. Goes without saying. I mentioned Brother Martin. They'll be good. And then, of course, uh, Warren Easton's going to be outstanding. And, right. you know, again, talk about them, you, you really start up front, uh, you know, with the players that they have up front, particularly on defense. But they're really good, too. So in terms of the best teams locally, you never sleep on Rommel. That's always a good program Correct. as well. I think, you know, you're, you're probably Newman has been talked about quite a bit. They've got two division one receivers 
Division one tight end, obviously Division one quarterback, right. Division one lineman as well, <laughs> and borderline. So they're, they're going to be very good. But the problem with Newman is they're in the same class as Lafayette Christian, right? Yeah. Well, so well, well, it's well, pretty well, tough well. to be able to <laughs> those dudes. They're, they're really good. So let me ask you this, Jay. What, what, what programs do you see that's like been steadily moving up over the past couple of years and you think like this might be a breakout year for them like this is like especially in the, in the local area like so one one team i have in particular is like maybe ellender you know out, out of the home area um they, they hired a new coach last year of course you know we, we know what happened covid but they started hitting strides toward the end of the year we got most of their team back and now they're now they um got a full off season with their coach and in a full develop, uh, summer development. So, you know, what's, what's some of your teams that you kind of got, like, penciled in and say, all right, they might make a move this year? Yeah, I can answer this one. Then I got my TV show to do. But Ponchatoula, I'll start right there. Uh, because you mentioned Jacoby Matthews. Ponchatoula is so good that he's not even going to take the first snap at quarterback this year. He's going to play safety uh, on the defensive side. He will take some snaps on offense. But they really like the young man they have to play quarterback. He's a very good athlete. They've got size. They've got speed all over. They've got receivers, elite. They've got running backs, elite. They've got, as I mentioned, size on both sides of the ball. It's the best team Hank Tierney's had since he's been there, and he's a legendary coach, and the best he's ever done is get to the quarterfinals. He's got a very tough schedule, but I think that that's a team to watch. Another team to keep an eye on is Kenner Discovery. This is a young mm -hmm. program going into its fourth year Swap as a house. school. It's already a high 3A school, and it keeps growing in enrollment. Brand new facilities. PJ Sprunk's the head coach. He's a Curtis guy. And their numbers are up to 75 now. And they're a 3A school. And they made the playoffs last year in only their second year of varsity competition. Their offensive line averages like 285, 290. And they've got 17 starters back from a year ago. They're not going to beat De La Salle. They're in the same district. But they're going to make the playoffs. And I would bet they're going to win a playoff game or two this year for the first time in the young school's history. So I've written features about those two most recently at CrescentCitySports.com. I think those are two that I'd certainly point to and say keep an eye on uh, that have a real chance to do things that they haven't done previously. Well, Mr. Kim, look, I know you have I had your show to go do. I really, from the bottom of my heart, appreciate and thank you Dropping for coming jewels. on for, yeah. for, for, for a small show like us, man. <laughs> <laughs> No such thing. Uh, you guys are you guys are as good as it gets because it's grassroots. Anything that gets exposure uh, to the young men and women we have on the high school level, anytime we can talk in intelligent fashion about the professional game or the college game, I'm all in. Look, I, I started off many years ago, and I was so appreciative of the people that gave me opportunities. I always said that any chance, anytime I can do anything to work with anyone or help anyone, I'm going to do it. And, uh, my God, I've really held up to that for the most part because I respect people that try. I respect people that care about it and are passionate. You guys clearly fit that bill, and I'm here for you anytime. Man, thank you very much, thank Mr. You, Mr. Kent. Kent. Thank you, thank you. My pleasure. God bless you here. God bless you too, man. Ladies and gentlemen, the legendary the legend. Ken Trahan. Ken Trahan. Listen, <sighs> dropping jewels, dropping jewels. Listen. <sighs> Y'all got some comments. What else? What else could y'all? What else could you say? Could you say? Oh man, look, look, like, in I'm always appreciative of the coaches because you know, as a coach, mm -hmm. you know, I understand how much time that we really have to carve out. You know, correct. 
you know, you don't spend as much time with your family um, during the seasons and during during the off season um, workouts and stuff. Um, you know, late nights. You know, to to break in, in the free time that you do have to break away and do a show. You know, with us. Um, you know, be appreciated. We appreciate the kid, it. The kids who out there know they got to go to, or just some of them be coming straight out of a workout. Some of them be on their way to a workout. Some of them be at a camp. Some of them, you know, to, you know, to, to, to step out and do that. But for somebody like Ken, who his livelihood is reporting. He's reporting. And like you see, like like look at like he he did a radio show this morning. He's on with us right now, and he's, he's walking he's, into he's, a, he's walking into a TV studio, a TV studio, <laughs> you know, to do to do another show, do another show. Oh man, and, and and to to be to be knowledgeable enough to like to like that's a true pro. Like any question that we ask, it was like like we we never purposely try to try to trip up anybody. No, uh, but any question that we had, like boom, he had a great answer great answer. For, and an uh, example for it, boom, boom, and like he was just flowing with it, man. That's that that's was... somebody who's truly into his craft. Somebody's truly into his work, and it's somebody that you can, you can bet your, you can bet your dollar when Ken Trahan says something about a program or say something about what's going on here. You could kind of mark it down as law. That's what's going on here. This is what he's reporting. This is he reporting not just what he's seeing, but what's taking place here. So, man, listen, I appreciate appreciate Ken Trahan, you know, taking an opportunity. And giving us an opportunity to do an interview with us, man, it's it's a big deal. I got. Like I said I had jitters. I still got jitters. I, said, I, I got to talk back to Ken, man. He ain't missing a meat, man. No Then bring up, but but y'all already established, man. See, see, that's the problem. See, Rumble established, car established. Got a point. All right, then. <laughs> y'all. Saint Thomas more established. True. Shoot. He ain't like he say St. James. He's they are rivals. They they like they like like this. <laughs> Out, outside <laughs> of the great relationship that we have with Val, Val who's, 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 who's a phenomenal human. Been on the shows a few times. You know what I'm saying? Who's, who's just a phenomenal human being? And like the city of Amy and the city of Vashri hate each other when it comes to sports. I can I can agree. You know, like it's been it's been plenty of times that St. James has put out a meet in the especially when we was at Drea. It's been plenty of times, yeah. When St. St. James has putting a meet out out of the um the playoff, it's been plenty of times where a meet has put St. James, James out of the playoffs. playoffs. You know, they never we they as as historic as that rivalry is, it's crazy that they never played for the state championship against each other. Wow, that's the crazy thing. So it's like it's and it is it. it, it it's it's true to form. You could go back and look at it. Every time St. James has put in a meet out, St. James has either won the state championship or was been a run up. Every time a meet has put St. James out to play off, they either won it or been a run up. So it's, so it's 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 not no it ain't no Higgins old school Higgins and Eric like look you, right. you, you see us is a problem on site. It's one of those like I respect y'all. I respect y'all. But I don't like y'all beat us, but I don't like I don't like y'all because y'all beat us. That's you know, it. You know, so but it, but, me, but me being an outsider, I could just sit there and, 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 enjoy, and enjoy, the, enjoy the view, baby. You know what I'm saying? Because like, hey, you're not gonna beat me, but, but let's go, let's go. <laughs> but talking about football coaching, our yeah. last segment here, we've been doing obviously our divisions heading into the NFL season. Obviously, we did the NFC East last week, so we're gonna go back to the AFC. But we're going to go all the way to the east, baby. We're going all the way to the west, baby. 
who you think is going to win the NFC West this year? For people who don't you know. You NFC? No, it's AFC West. Oh. My, my, AFC West. For people who don't know who's in the AFC West, we got the Chargers. We got the Las Vegas Raiders. We got the runner-up, Super Bowl runner-up, the Kansas City Chiefs. And we got Denver Broncos. Who you think takes this division this year? Would it be a change in division winning this year? Or are we going to have the same reigning champ win the division for at least the third year in a row? I'm going to go out and say it, but it's going to have a big, when I'm talking about the uh, Ashmore, I'm talking about the Ashmore side of a, of a Superdome because it's something that they hadn't proven yet. This is the Chargers division to lose. Boy, we agree. Boy, we on the same page. Here, it, no, 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 no. This is why, this is where the asterisk mark comes into play. If Bosa can play the whole, can play, can play majority of the season. Duran James. If Duran James can play majority of the season, if Melvin Ingram can play majority of the season, you're talking about three pro bowlers going up against a, a Kansas City team who they, who they are all about offense. Fence. They're all about offense. You know, like, their, their defense is good enough. I don't, don't get it twisted. You don't win a Super Bowl with a sorry defense out there. You, you get you now. You can win it with a capable defense, mm-hmm. but you don't win it with a sorry defense. Because outside of Chris Jones, Daniel Sorensen, and um, Tyron Matthew and, and um, Honey Badger, you can't name a person on there without doing research. I can name one other person. Frank Clark. Frank Clark. That, it, it, but I'm a Michigan fan, so that, but, you know, don't mind me. You know what I'm saying? But, <laughs> but, but outside, outside, because you will start naming people that don't longer play there. You some people I've asked that question to one of my somebody said Justin players. Houston somebody some uh, honestly he because he still thought he played for him somebody somebody once you know I'm saying that Tory Paul like hey they thought he still played that correct you don't you, you don't know you don't, it's they, a bunch of rotational guys you know Ladarius Lee yeah we was we we know him because he's a Louisiana guy correct you know you know but outside of that you cannot name nobody else on that on that team on that correct. defense. Um, the Chargers have made super strides. And uh, and I will go out and say this. I believe they would have made the same strides with Tyron Tyrod Taylor last year. Yep. I, yep. So so um, yep. I, I'm but but the day was they was a young, young. mo they was a young quarterback away. All right. When they had Phillip Rivers. They you know, Phillip was just too, too stuck in his ways. You can and, and you, it, it showed. He went to the coach, stuck in his ways, now he's out the league. Yep. Season uh, you know, and so to me, it's the Chargers if those guys are coming back. Because Derrick James himself is a, is a game changer. He well, ha- he has he has a he he has, he is a Tyron Matthew type player. Correct. Problem is, he is always hurt, and he always gets hurt in non football no, games. Correct. That's the problem. Um. So you so you get those three back. That's a whole different defense. And then you you add in um. Terry, who who um who's a former um Notre Dame alum, who had a humendous humendous um year last year and making good strides. So you put him along with Melvin Ingram and um 
Joey Bosa. Your your D line is ridiculous. not to mention that linebacker you drafted Kenneth Murray. Yeah, <laughs> who, who, who balled out? Who last balled year. out last year? He balled out for you last year. You still um, so like I I really I yeah. really really like what they're doing. Right. I, and, and look, the, the only reason why Anthony Lynn is not coaching them is simply because they couldn't win close games. games. And who was their quarterback? Phillip Rivers. I'm sorry. You know, that's what it is. Now, if those guys don't play, it, let's, not be, let's not be crazy. It is the Chiefs all the way. Correct. And now, when I say that, and I, I want to say this too, when I say that I, I believe the Chargers will win this division, I'm not talking about it'll be a runaway. I'm talking about it'll be like they might, they'll split the game. Correct. They'll split the game. And. May, and and maybe the Chiefs will have because because the Chiefs will be playing prime time so much. Correct. Maybe they will have a slip up in something in one of the matchups that they have because they'll be playing prime time, opposed to what the rest of the division is. Um, they to but the, the Raiders are still intriguing because like look, they have the second best quarterback in the league. They have the second best tight end in the league. That's it. It's a whole bunch of possibilities on it on that team. Still, there's question marks once you get past Waller. Once you get past Carr, once you get past Carr, Jacobs, and Waller, Waller. it's question, question marks. marks on the whole team. Correct. Notice we did not name a defensive person. They consistently injured in Oak. I mean, I say in Las Vegas. Uh, Abrams. Abrams. <laughs> for um the kid out of Ohio State they just drafted, injured. Um, they're consistently injured throughout that defense. Um, we don't know who played D line, coach. We don't know who well, played linebacker. They, they got Colin Farrell, who who they, they drafted high. Um, with the number three pick. Um, the same year that they drafted um Brandon Jacobs, right? It's not, not not panned out. Um, so far, but I wasn't. I was. I was say. I was saying this when Henry Ruggs. We don't know if he gonna stay healthy. It is the problem is is how do they is how they how they be used? He like, only used as a three as a deep threat. Yeah, you. I mean, come on now. He's only used that as if you can't go vertical. They they use him such as if we're not going vertical, we don't use him. That and to me, to me, that's a problem. To that's me, a John Gruden thing. Yeah, but but that's always been his 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 problem. If you go back to when he was the the Raiders coach the first, first go around, he had old ass Tim, Tim Brown, Brown. <laughs> and. Jerry Rice running goes. Goes. Running goes. We're gonna do a post. But what are you doing, boy? They 55 years old. But don't worry about but it. But they but, but off this off the strength of they released was so phenomenal, you couldn't do nothing about it. You couldn't do nothing about it. You know, they would get op- they was getting open off of releases, not ability. Ability. You know what I'm right. saying? You know, because we gonna do this with Rich Gannon too. Boy, you, you know stop not, not, and, you know, look what he did <laughs> look what he did with Rich Gannon. When he got when he got to the um when he got to Tampa Bay, he was doing the same thing with Keyshawn and Keyshawn Johnson is a possession receiver. Possession receiver. He deep threat is has when you talk about deep threats, you have never mentioned Keyshawn Johnson. Nope. Strictly possession. Yeah. Don't worry but, about it. Keenan McCarty, yo, go deep. Yep. But what are you talking about? But, then, <laughs> but what, what he had in his back pocket is he had a defense that was going to give him phenomenal field position. He had a bruiser in Mike Allstock. Mm-hmm. He had a bruiser and a shifty guy in Warwick Dunn. You had a quarterback who understood, don't turn the ball over. Yeah, game manager. 
Don't turn. Hey, as long as I don't turn the ball over, we good to go. I I think we both agree. I think it's I think it's the Chargers' divisions to win. Uh, I like Justin Herbert. I don't think what we watched last year was a fluke. I think what we watched from him is what he is. Wait, now I wish, I wish Magic Mike can go back in time to when he was drafted. And I told y'all about this boy. Oh, you and G looked at me, man. Justin Herbert, man. What are you talking? He would be the one, man, man. They they got this one, they got that one, man. Joe Burrow is the, is the one. Yeah, he he is the one. He ain't got no offensive line right now, but he's still the one. I was I was I, I was on I was on my tour. tour. I was on I was on man, my tour. Tua gonna be the best one. Tua I was on my tour horse. I'm telling y'all, two of this, two of that. I said, man, look, it's Justin Herbert now. Man, I was on my tour. I don't horse. trust Justin Herbert. I don't do 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 do. I don't do 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 do. What the boy go out do? Rookie of the year. I was on my tour horse. I don't disagree. I I I had it. <laughs> Listen, it, it wasn't a good. It wasn't a good rookie year. Now I will say this: the one thing, the one thing that scares me about the Chargers, and I don't under. I hate. I hate to a passion. When you draft a young quarterback and he right. develops a relationship with a with a person, yeah, I know you got Keenan Allen. Yeah, I know you got Mike Williams. Yeah. yeah, I know you got whoever that little slot receiver is that they just that they that they like to throw the ball to. Gotland, something like yeah, that. Yeah, that that Gutton, dude, yeah. that guy. Um, <laughs> but when you have a tight end like Hunter Henry, you got to keep him, and you see that that's who he comes to bail him out. You do not let him walk away. No, and you do not not replace him with somebody if you if you let him walk away you best believe you better have Waller walking in that door you better have Kelsey walking in that door um not they did to their Dal- credit Dalton Knox walking in that in that door you know you got you better have somebody on his level now to their credit if I'm right I, I mean, you know to 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 to, to replace they, they, that they did now they brought in a serviceable tight end we not gonna say he's up to that caliber. They brought in Jerry Cook. We talk about the we talk about the drop ball king. A <laughs> boy drop more balls than transvestites on Fourth Street. <laughs> what is we doing? You let go Hunter Henry for that? No, 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 <laughs> no, no. Listen, no. You do better go and get Jimmy Graham. At least you know he gonna catch the ball. Yeah, at least you know you get in the end zone too. Uh, they brought in Jared Cook. Like I said, I like you know Mike Williams. Obviously, Keenan Allen speaks for himself. Um, they got this slot guy. I think they're gonna be bringing along KJ Hill, who they got out of, who they drafted out of Ohio State. Running back is still a little bit of a question mark at that position, but so is the whole division. If that makes sense, I know a lot of people are thinking that listen, the Chief is still the Chief division, still the Chief division. Yeah, we got Patrick Mahomes, who's the baddest man in the land. Yeah, we got Travis Kelsey, who's the best tight end in the game. Yeah, you got the most explosive receiver in the game in, in Tyreek Hill. But once we explosive, I ain't say best. Oh, explosive. Want to be clear? In terms of being explosive, getting down the field, he's all gonna be the most explosive receiver. He's not the best. He's not the most defined receiver. Just talking explosion. I it, just, 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 just being honest, I would say DJ Metcalf is more explosive because he's bigger. He's six foot. You said explosive. He's not more explosive than Tyreek Hill. The, the kid just is, is just as fast, <laughs> and he's twelve inches taller. <laughs> what the? <laughs> what are we talking about here? 
That's just like saying that's just like saying a firecracker is not more explosive than an uh, uh, M one eighty. My answer would be still Tyreek Hill. Now DK Metcalf runs the number two. I get what they have on their team. Um, and I'm not saying losing Sammy Watkins it misses anything because I don't think Sammy Watkins gave them much of anything. I just I, I I honestly disagree with that. I honestly disagree with that. But I know they didn't replace him. I know yeah, that they, the guy they didn't replace him. They didn't bring nobody else to that team, yeah. and they're trying to bring other people up. Which I don't think those guys they're trying to bring up in the team can do what he was doing. Um, so that's where I, I, I can see where they can kind of take a step back, and I think defensively they're going to give up more points than people used to seeing. And this is why I think it's the Chargers division one. Now, granted, we both would agree the health of the Joey Bosa's, the Melvin Ingram's, and the Derwin James needs to be at least give you 12 games. I, I don't expect them guys to give me 17 games. But if they can give me 12 games between the three of those at, at consecutive somewhat times, this is the Chargers division to lose to me. I would I – would, because you you hit something that I, that I wanted to talk about, and I don't think people are going gonna to understand it. But since you brought it up, I'm going to dive on in. Sammy Watkins is a huge, huge loss for the Chiefs. People fail to realize it's been plenty of times that Tyreek Hill ain't showed up to the party. It's been plenty of times that Kelsey has been – held in check by scheme alone. We're like, hey, we are not letting him be us. But you know who's the – when teams used to start out doing that, you know who's to open the door for that? Watkins. Sammy Watkins. Because, yeah, he fizzled out in in um, in um Buffalo simply because of quarterback. Correct. It wasn't It wasn't because of talent. It wasn't it was talent. It wasn't ability. It wasn't ability. It was quarterback all day long. Because when, Fitz, when Fitzpatrick was there – he was putting up Pro Bowl numbers. Then they went on quarterback merry-go-round, and it was – you forgot what, about him. What we doing here? <laughs> he comes over to the Chiefs, and you instantly hear about Tyreek Hill. Why? Because people – I'm would. i I'm, I'm a, I'm a big component of this. Coaches might not know about a kid or a player. Like, hey, he yeah, he, he decent. But players know. They respect because – they don't come off – they'll come off of a, a Traquan Smith to help on Michael Thomas. Right. They'll come off of a Steve Breston to help on Tyreek Hill. Right. They're not coming off of Sammy Watkins no. to help. No, because he can have three catches in, 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 in 150 yards and two touchdowns. Prime example. <laughs> Do people not forget how, this, how, how, how they won they, – how, how the Chiefs beat the 49ers? It wasn't the Tyreek Hill play. It wasn't Travis Kelsey finally opening up. It was Sammy Watkins burning them boys on post, post, and what Andy Reid started doing. Oh, she, they run the, if he if, if they can handle him on a post. What happens if I put Tyreek Hill right next to him and run the opposite route? Oh, it's open. It's over. Oh, what happens if I put Kelsey coming underneath him right now? Oh, oh, we we moving the ball. We moving the ball. We we got points. We back in it. Oh, 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 wait, wait. Sammy Walker just made that ridiculous catch down there. We had the one yard line. Oh, we got we got we got work. Oh no. Oh, we we in the lead now. Oh, it's third down. They walk down on Ty, Tyreek Hill. He can't. His, his his his. Everybody in the league knows he can't get off a jam. That's why they always put him in the slot. They put their best jam guy on him in Richard Sermon. All right. They flex out um Kelsey over there. We got Warner and we got Bosa um chipping on him. Who we can't help, the guy who gets the conversion. 
Sammy Watkins. It's a huge loss. He he was he's because we're we're Saints fans, so so right. this name this name will mean something to us. He is what Lance Moore was to our to, to the Chiefs. He's a guy that hey, I need to play. Jer- Jerome Payton and another one. Yeah, but I said you know, Jerome Payton. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you Jerome guys, You know guys that you know that was going to get a first down. Down. <laughs> like, was it, is he going to make a splash of play? Eh, nah. You know what I'm saying? Every now and then, if you, if you give him the opportunity, he will. Right. But 9 out of 10, he's the one that the quarterback say, hey, yeah, I, that's that's 80 million right there. That's 100 million right there. That's A, B, C, D, D. But look, hey, hey Mr. 23 million right here is, 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 is going to get it done. Yeah. Boom. First down. First down. Like that's a huge. He's and, now in, in in Baltimore. And you you take that away from him without replacing that. Yeah. That, not, that, that, like it's like now, now granted like this still kind of early because training camps hasn't started yet. You know like there's always that that next wave of cuts, people getting signed and all this stuff. And then to mention you still got you got you only got three games to prove your work. Right. You only got three preseason games to prove your work, and you got a 17-game season now. So I'm just not a fan of the other receivers that they had that was behind Walker. I wasn't a fan of Robertson. I think the Mark Robinson came out of Florida. No, he came out of um, yeah. Well, he went to Florida. Okay, I thought I thought no, that's the that's the guy from the Jets that went to Alabama. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a fan of him. That Pringle kid number 13. I'm not. I, I just was not fans of what was behind Sammy Watkins. Now you remove Sammy Watkins, you're asking those guys to take the next step up, which I'm sitting there saying to myself, they wouldn't really go in the role that you had them in. Now somebody's got to come play the number two, and you moving guys out of to me, I'm like, ah. It, it gives, to me now, in order for the Chiefs to really win this division, first of all, you lost your, your left and your right tackle. Now we're bringing back Melvin Ingram and Joey Bosa. Uh, who's blocking them? <laughs> now, now, grant, now, now, granted, they did upgrade that offensive line. They did. I will. I will say that. They did. But it's and and now here's the thing: in the process of upgrading that offensive line, you lost quality Funny. backups because of the new stupid 17 game rule. You, you now you don't you you know you going if one of those get hurt, you you in a situation again to we got to sign somebody off the street. Correct. You know, so it's still it's the to me the only way the league can rectify this seventeen game rule because it's all about money. But that's just that's just keep that's just be honest yeah, it's with about it. revenue. But if you, you add one extra game, give me ten more roster spots. I think at least five. No, just I, five to five to me five ain't enough. Five ain't enough because of practice, yeah, wear and tear, and. Like travel and all and all that stuff stuff. And there's still the the thing of COVID being out there. So ten. You you gonna you're about to make an extra billion dollars. Everybody in the league is about to make an extra billion dollars off of adding one game. You can't give me ten roster spots. Ten roster spots. The ten guys that you're gonna sign in those roster spots uh, is not even gonna equivalent to two hundred million. It barely might touch a hundred and twenty, because you're gonna get a whole bunch of league minimums. You, I'll be surprised. Some, some, some teams is not even gonna touch a hundred million. To be honest with you, 
Yeah, it's, it's going to be league minimum guys. You know what I'm saying? That's so, for sure. Guys so, so, so alternating on special teams and stuff like that. So your billion goes. Your billion goes to nine hundred to nine hundred ninety nine million and eight hundred thousand, six hundred thousand. You still won off of one extra game. Give me ten more spots. It's going to be interesting to see. Um, I do think that going into the season, the AFC West. I know a lot of people are like, man, that's a given. It's the Chiefs. That's just not my pick. My pick is the Chargers. I pick at the not, not. I'm not saying the Chiefs are not gonna win, not, not win ten games or eleven games. I do think they win eleven games. I do think the Chargers end with a higher record than the Kansas City Chiefs this year. Now the question mark when it comes to the Chargers, they got a new head coach in Brandon Stanley, and we got to figure out, you know, who the fuck is that? Exactly. That's the question mark. <laughs> That's the question mark going forward with the Chargers. From a roster position, it has all the ability to win a division and make a postseason run. Now, I want to be clear. I put a big asterisk, and my asterisk had Melvin Ingram, Joey Dur- Bosa, Joey Bosa, and Dermot Daines have to play at least thirteen. They have to at least play thirteen. Now, how you get those thirteen? I think is a hey, is is you gonna have to follow like the NBA kind of trend. Uh, low management type deal. Yeah, games that you know that you know that. All right, look, we it's the NFL. It's it's you know it, no game is a is a given. Right. But if it's a yeah, some team that are better than others. Yeah. If it's a team that look look, we we don't have to worry about them. They they pass the ball more than anything. Don't let him don't let him worry about playing them. So they right. pass the ball more. You know, uh, don't let them play that. Game. Let them put a put another cornerback out there in that in that safety position and let him say because you he he's a hellified run defender as Correct. well from from that position. You need him more in, in, in that in that game. Um Joey Bosa, hey, make him like until he builds up his until he builds up his doorbell, make him just a pass rush guy. You know, get you somebody out there to clock that spot. Yeah, and run look, defense. Yeah, hey, it I'm, not the, I'm not saying cutting the snaps back, but you I, can't I use him. Yeah, yeah, I am saying cutting the snap back. Same you do the same thing with Melvin Ingram. Yeah, you 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 need those guys long term. Now, and, and, and again, I think Joey Bosa has all the ability in the world to be one of the best defensive ends playing. But at some point in time, the injuries keep catching up. He got it. To me, my, my number is 12. If, if Dermot James, Melvin Ingram, and um, Joey Bosa play 12 games, they win the division. I just think it's, it's too much to try to account for in terms of their team. And I think Justin Herbert makes the next step moving forward in terms of being a good pass in this league and being up and coming with the, with the weapons that he's able to throw the ball to. And, and here's another thing I just want to like remind most of the fans out there about: defensive coordinators don't sleep. Defensive coaches, <laughs> defensive coaches, and I'm not just saying this because I am one, but we don't take. You're not a little biased. We, we don't. We don't. We don't. No, it's not biased. It's, it's like we don't take kindly to getting beat with something. Right. We will find a way to eliminate it. Yeah. I can agree with that. It's a reason why Mike um, Mike March didn't last in the league as a head coach that long. He had the greatest show on turf. Once teams figured out how to how to how to contain that, that team got blown up fast, fast. As I hear, Hakeem went somewhere. Tory Boat and Isaac Tory Holt went to the Jaguars. Isaac uh, Hakeem went to the with the Lions. Isaac uh, Bruce, Bruce went just, to the Rams. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and I mean, like, went to the, with the 49ers. And, and he just, you know, like like Marshall Falk just went it away. 
Yeah, we got um, Steven Jackson now. Kurt um, <laughs> Kurt Warner went to the to, to the Cardinals. Like no, he like, went to the no, he went to the Giants first. Then he got to the Cardinals. He went somewhere. Went to the Giants. He, he didn't go back to back and groceries. I know that. Right. Uh, so so, what happens when the team catches up to what you do? You doing as the Chiefs? Because the Chiefs, the first bit, of, like you can see it on their face, even though they lost to the Buccaneers. All right, they lost to the Buccaneers. They looked at it and, all right, we lost, but like we ain't have a fight chance. We ain't have no line. They like they came back like they 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 all had that look like we gonna be back. Y'all might not be back because first of all, this is not that same team that this is not the real Bucks team. Let's just get it out there. And that, no, I'm not hating because I'm a Saints fan. I just it's just a fact. That team that Tom Brady had did not ha- is not the team that Jameis Winston had. Let's no. just be honest. It's not the same team. You know, it's two, not the same team. Two, look at the team. Look at what was brought to the team. Jameis Winston led the league in passing and touchdowns with that roster with with the with the regular roster. You lose him, you add Brady. You add Antonio Brown. You add Gronkowski. You Leonard add Fournette. Leonard Fournette. LaShawn McCoy. Shit, that's 30 more touchdowns easily right there with that group. It's not like he... It ain't like you lost Godwin. It ain't like you lost Evans. They it ain't still, like you lost Scotty Miller. They still was there. <laughs> they still was there. The only person that he didn't have was O.J. Howard, you know, yeah. just because he got hurt. That's because he got hurt. <laughs> I mean, shit. It's like, it's it, ain't not, like it ain't like oh, I'm gonna take one of those out. No, not, we just add. You know what I'm saying? It's not, it's not like we just up. Like, hey, we 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 got rid of um James Winston for for Tom Brady with that same team. No, no, so no, so, no. so I, I, I'm uh, I'm I'm not I'm not buying that. All right, so that's why I'm saying the Bucks won't be back. You know, it, the it, Chiefs is a is a possibility, but. The, the the Chiefs is a possibility, but the Chargers is gonna be tough. Um, if Lamar can pass more and stop running so much, and, just, and having running just be like in his back pocket, kind of like what Vic did in '05, I want to say, when he was just when he was just slinging it all around. And yeah, because he got fucking Rodney White instead of fucking Peter's Price. Yeah, and, 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 and was and instead of just running for his for his life, yeah, it was him and Michael Michael Jenkins. You know, so you know, like I think you know that that's a team to watch out for. Um, on that side, the Titans strictly because you know Derrick Henry is a, is a, is a regular season monster. Uh, but I still think my favorite to come out of the AFC right now still to this day. Until I see something wrong, it will be the the um, Browns. So in the AFC West, you give no shot to Denver. Man, Dem- man, Denver got a better shot at scoring Blue Magic. <laughs> <laughs> no shot to the bucket. No, no shot to the Broncos. They got a. I'm telling. You, you know what I'm yeah. Now, there's a lot of comments in here. Wise Thomas says, "I agree. I think the Chargers are going to win the division, and I'm a Raiders guy." Uh, he said he's speaking for you, Hank, not Jared Cook to replace him. I, I gotta agree. You, you you're replacing Jared Cook with Hunter Henry. It's a drop off. Um and Sammy Walker got key got got key first downs. Gotta agree. Not Tarek Jones says, Y'all big block last night, it's going game seven. <laughs> I'm assuming you're talking about the NBA finals. 
Yeah. Until Giannis can start stroking that thing. He ain't Joe Harris, baby. I know, man. I tell you, man, my boy <laughs> Joe Harris. Joe stroke that thing Harris, baby. <laughs> he ain't Joe Harris, baby. You know. But Suns can use Joe stroke that thing Harris last night. Yeah, that's 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 true. They, he could he you know, if you just took him out and even though Jamie Crowder could have sat down and you know the points, a bucket. That's it. I still got the Suns in six. Suns in six. It's not going seven. It's not going seven. If y'all if y'all can hear back there, that's that's our producer, Bank Boy Recite, who who must have must have drunk drunk some of his brother's bleach this morning instead of the crown. Listen, baby, my, my creature my, my bleach is certified, baby. <laughs> <laughs> my bleach is certified, baby. What you saying? I got Clorox, baby. We won't do Dollar Tree bleach around here. I'm I just saying what I said. <laughs> Listen, for some people, you know, tune in and subscribe to the FanView Live page. Um, subscribe to us on YouTube. Subscribe to us on Twitter. Subscribe to us on Instagram. Sons and Six. I'm going to put a poll out there in, 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 on Twitter and see who we think. Will there be a game seven? Because right now, we the series tied 2-2. Two, two. And I don't think the Suns going to let it go. Seven games. I think the Suns take them out. Not a prison of the moment, baby. I'm sticking yeah, on my yeah, 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 I take it. <laughs> Not a prison of the moment, baby. So you got the Chargers winning the division. I got the Chargers winning the division. Obviously, your your condition is the health of the three players in Ingram, um, Bosa, and Derwin James. Right. Uh, I got the Chargers winning the division. I got the Chargers winning the AFC West. Um. Think Willie Green was a good Willie Green was a good hire. Yeah, uh, I, I like it. Uh, but I, like I said, um, his success is going to be really tuned into what Trajan Landon and David, David Griffin has bringing is bringing to the table. Whether it's roster moves, whether it's um, uh, let him hire his own staff, uh, but let, you know, say but roster moves are like you know, willing and dealing. Like you're going to have to help him out. Right, you gotta you're gonna have to put some things in place. It's not just him coaching the team and him getting guys to buy into the system. There's gonna be more to it. Yes, him bringing the right kind of guys he wants to put in the staff. I I agree. Roster decisions in terms of personnel. You know, what do you do with the team outside of Ingram and Zion Williamson? What pieces do y'all put there in place that you know to try to move forward to try? I just think that it's a winning immediately now job. I don't think thirty to thirty five wins is enough. Um. So I think his success does depend a lot on his front office and what they can do in terms of getting him the best acquisitions possible to help elevate this team. That's it. Also, um, if we'd have more time, it would have been a question I would have asked Ken. But the temperature in the room, like, 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 let's you got to you got to address it. Are are the players going to stay? Are they are they going to go? Like, you got to see. Like you gotta, you gotta like that. That's that's something that that gotta be like addressed, like sooner or later to know. Like, hey, are we going? Are we staying? Are we moving to Seattle? Are we, you know, you know, to let you know like what finances you you gonna actually have to work to work with. That's that's true. There's a lot of things that's come out. Obviously, for people who don't know, 
the lease is up for the Smoothie King Center. I think after two more seasons, there's a lot of conversations about the team moving. I know Gail Benson came out and said, you know, she's not looking to move the team. But until a new lease is signed, that question will still be out there. Until a new agreement is made, the question will always still be there. Makes sense. But that's our show, guys. Thanks, y'all, for subscribing to FanView Live each and every Thursday for noon. On, on the Wallace Talk Network. We deeply, deeply appreciate We deeply appreciate everybody for tuning in. We deeply appreciate Ken Trahan for coming on to the show. The sports legend down here in Louisiana, man. If you don't know who Ken Trahan is, I'm sorry you're just sleeping underneath the rock. I can't help you. Again, subscribe to our page on Facebook. Subscribe to FanView Live if you're on YouTube. If you're on Twitter, it's FanView Nolan. If you're on Instagram, it is FanView Live. I'm that boy, Fred. Coach Hurricane here. Back at it again, baby. And I'm out. We see you again next Thursday. Turn down. Better tell the kid, man. Talk about eight meat next time. Bring him up.